This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name's Joe, joined here today by Robbie. What's up? And Gabriel couple more months and andy cam hey what's up guys <laughs> he's gonna go to andy next he is i guarantee andy. it and then, okay. yeah. oh yeah first. andy andy cam's gonna start getting yeah. the first then we'll have a guess and that'll reset everything i'll For never sure. be it's gonna be a while andy be a while. andy Dude. said not to set up the the andy cam and i was like what are you talking about we have to have the andy yeah. cam now i'm gonna make it a point to cut to you like as many times as i can we're just gonna keep referencing you <laughs> so yeah. you can't yeah. not do it so i'm just gonna uh, replace myself with a picture of mayor humdinger it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody will know the difference. He's gonna get we things just, started and we leave. Just, you just get a screen grab of one of the like one of the shots, and it's just static. Mayor Humdinger, you're gonna need to do that right right now. Go yeah, we that could back. actually yeah. do it and throw it in here. <laughs> we'll find some sort of thing. Just tape the printout of Mayor Humdinger's yeah, face. Exactly. Really poorly placed. Yes. You know, not. I love it. So for anybody watching uh, the video version on YouTube. Uh, thanks to anybody and everybody who subscribed last week. Yeah. Seriously, we had a like crazy. we had an influx of big, new subscribers. Big week for the podcast. Thank video. you all so much. That was amazing. Um, do it again. Anybody that's watching, if you're yeah, watching on YouTube, people. go down there and click subscribe. If you if you like the video, give it a little thumbs up. That helps too. Helps yeah, the wonder, algorithm. What yeah. if and the notification bell? This is, that way you get yeah, this is reaching. But what if people saw the Lou later clip? And while in YouTube said, who the heck is Chrome Unboxed? Looked it up. And perhaps. they looked up Chrome Unboxed and they down the rabbit hole ended up on yeah. the podcast. I'm curious. I'm going Maybe. I'm going incognito Uh-oh. here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend I watched a clip. Yeah. Then I'm like, huh, Chrome Unboxed, unboxed. Podcast. What does that mean? No, so they didn't reference the podcast. Yeah. They no, just no, Chrome Unboxed. A... I'm just curious if our podcast shows up in any way. No, <laughs> Probably not. No, it no, does no. not. Yeah. Hey, what was all, that one with Linus? I did have. I, I did add. Um, I did add. Uh, podcast onto Chromebook. the we must onto be in the, the YouTube channel somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yes, please. If you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe. Um, it it helps us out. We are trying to uh definitely grow the video portion of this. We really enjoy doing the video portion. Yeah, and I think it's Andy Cam's done a great a job. Um, yeah, I know. I I watch more of our podcast than I ever listened to. Absolutely. Um, so for sure, I'm sure that it, that helps with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, and and if you're uh, if if you've been watching, you might notice that we're trying out a different desk. We've used uh, a little round table 
on Andy's on on the Andy cam. You can probably see it yeah, over there. We stole it from a kindergartner's <clears throat> uh, classroom. It was uh, a, a commandeered, is what we we commandeered it. Yeah, we're gonna it, give it back. We just borrowed it for you know, an extended it did, period. It did of time. hit me because <laughs> we we commandeered another one of those tables from the co working space that's kind of outside of our office, and we put it in one of the spaces in our big room. Yeah, and we've been eating lunch at it. Yeah. Then I realized, like, oh my god, we have two of them. I keep forgetting this one's back here. It's one of those. It's yep. not ours. <laughs> it hit me today well, for some yeah, reason. I'm like, oh, yeah, so we just out of the three that belong to the co-working space, <laughs> we now have taken. We've taken two. Well, we just well, took one else is, you know. I know, but we also no. we just took them. Yeah, I told I told Kenny that we borrowed them. Yeah, commandeered them. I feel like yeah, commandeered um, or take. We, yeah. we took them. Yeah, we That's took a them. better thing to say. Yeah. That's what um, we did. We took it. But I like this setup. So shout out to uh, uh, Peter McKinnon. And I'm gonna. You can you can say his name better than me. Maddie Hapoya. Okay, and Maddie. Uh, so they did the the Pete and Maddie show, and for their podcast they were doing. I think they stopped doing it, but they they did it for several episodes there for a while. It was it was a really fun podcast, but um, obviously both being YouTube creators, they had a really dope video setup. Oh, it looks great. And looks great. Uh, we'd like to probably get a, a darker table. Maybe uh, might not end up using this specific table this is our b-roll table that we've started using out in the big room to film b-roll yeah. which i love so we might end up with a different table here but because this thing's heavy too it's a little it's bit of a different orientation desk. so yeah. getting it in here was not yeah, fun yeah so we can't move um, it back and forth yeah so um, and i think we get something a little more styled yeah for, for sure for sure but better. i like this setup feels a little bit more conversational this, this feels way more comfortable to me i've just yeah. my spot in the round table has always felt super awkward and then underneath of it, it's got these like trusses yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter where it. you sit someone's yeah, banging their knees. you're gonna hit your knees very somehow very poorly designed <laughs> table it's 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 uh yeah it had to be cheap it's just not made for sitting it doesn't feel bad yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a table that's that's it's more for looks. not made for yeah. sitting you put yeah. your be- you put your beverages on it and that's we've done it. tons yeah. of b-roll and photos like yeah featured images oh absolutely it's great for that yeah aesthetically it's awesome for sure yeah but poorly made but yeah so i'm digging this i like this a lot more and um and yeah maybe some maybe some tweaking we might go go a, as far uh, of copying peter pete and maddie and and do a do a nice uh neon sign which we've talked about getting a neon yeah, sign we've anyway, been for a long time it would look yeah. fantastic it looks so on dope that right surface. there yeah. yeah it looks so dope because yep. this, not this tv sign, doesn't serve much purpose um uh, we could we could do some things yeah we do some we're gonna things. figure out something but that's a quick little update on the setup. Let's hop into some news from the week. So first thing, you just got your, uh, I guess, what is it at this point? Invitation Your, your to invitation purchase. to purchase? Is that what you would call yeah. it? Yeah. So when the, the, the Steam Deck, uh, when it came out, we put it up as the image yeah. for today because of this. I don't um, know if you can see it on the camera. Can you see it on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's like, Andy's like God, not really. <laughs> it's it's cut kind off of there. Um I was thinking like we might reuse that uh, featured image for, sure. for the podcast oh, yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If we end up talking about this for a little yeah. while. But just add a little uh, like a little cart symbol next to it. Yeah. Purchased. <laughs> like hang a little tag off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, the uh the Steam Deck when did when did it when was it a thing? Months and months. It's been ago. quite yeah. a while. Um yep. I'm actually gonna pull this up just because I wanna get roughly, June of twenty twenty one. You got it. So June, gosh, I don't, I was know. Gonna, I don't know. That's oh, how I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, he pulled that up fast. Gabe, uh, Gabe's gonna just start making claims I mean, on the podcast. We've got stuff July. around it. July, July. of twenty, okay. yeah, twenty twenty one. So, so yeah, that's still wow. He's pretty close. Um, so July, you know, the Steam Deck uh, got announced, and 
it was hyped and i was actually i went ahead the first day order pre-order whatever went up you had to put down five reservations bucks. yeah you had to yeah. put down five bucks to claim a reservation so i was like yeah i mean who knows and it was supposed to be out by december yeah and in my head it was going to be christmas gift maybe for my daughter so she's she's into gaming she's back and forth she's like maybe i should get an xbox or maybe i should you know maybe i should get a pc and then you know she plays on the switch all the time and and she'll use my uh, GeForce Now account. Yeah. They'll play on Stadia. And so she's just kind of been back and forth. And I was like, this would be a really cool, if it works the way it's supposed to, this would be a really cool gift for her. Because it's it's a PC, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it's a full-blown PC that yeah. you, just in your hands. And so even if it was like, hey, I'll play mobily for a while, if I got her a, a little desk and, you know, a, a monitor and stuff, and she can drop it in the dock and she can play kind of at a desk too – uh, that was my initial idea, and then when it got delayed, it was like, uh, well, I kind of, I didn't forget about it, but it was just like, eh. To me now, the Steam Deck is yeah. about what they're going to do that's going to make it better for Steam games on Chromebooks. Right. But that was all in the works, too, at the time. So the whole thing just, in my mind, kind of got yeah. pushed off it's a like, bit. it'll happen when it happens, and yeah, whatever. who knows well, when it'll show up. Maybe yeah. it'll be a Steam Deck 2 that we can really, really... When it, what uh-huh. did you say uh, the other day? The uh, that, I think that's where I got June from. You're talking about the pr- the pre-orders? Yeah, you're like, yeah. they're on week one. I think that, that that was like subliminally planted in my head. I saw an article that said that they were... They said that they were just now working through the first week of reservations Got to it. send and I was like, so, yeah. I was like, well, I was in that, but I mean, if they're still working through that since the time it started, because it's, it's been... Because the majority of them probably happened right then. Like, it's been going out for, what, a month now or something? Yeah, I think Available? So. Yeah. Anyway. So, Gabe, uh, Gabe Newell has actually been going out and hand-delivering some of them. Like, oh, he's really? been just showing up at people's houses. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we were getting ready to get set up for this, and I was going through my email, and there's my there invite, is. and so you get three days. So I got the email. It said you have three days to claim this, and then your reservation's done. I was like, I don't even know if I care about this anymore. Really, like the the news again is it's more about you know how this thing represents what Linux gaming can be with Windows games via Steam, which impacts Chrome OS. Yep. And so the more I thought about it, I was like, well, maybe I could do it, and maybe this is going to make me sound like a terrible person. I hope it doesn't, but I immediately went to eBay. Let's see where he's going here. Oh, I went to eBay to see what the resale value was on them, and they're selling for between nine hundred and thirteen hundred dollars, something like that. And those were auctions that were ending, you know, just like last an hour ago or something. Um, So I was like, well, if I go ahead and get it, a handful of things can happen. A, we can make some content about it. Oh, yeah, Uh, we can talk about it as a tangent, kind of to you know what's what's going on with Chromebooks, and we'll explain that if you're listening or watching this and. You're like, I don't, how does that have anything to do with Chrome OS? We'll kind of get into that here yeah. in a second. But so it's like, well, cool. We can make some content about it. Worst case, I resell it. Best yeah. case, I really like it and want to keep it. Yeah. Just, it's yeah, a thing I just sure. have. Uh, and then, or I, I like it kind of, but I think, oh man, this is good enough. This is pretty cool. I'm going to give this to my daughter for her birthday or Christmas or something. Sure. Package it back up and just and stow it away. So there's a bunch of options. And there were enough options that I was like, Yep, I need to go ahead and pull the trigger on this. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Sure. Um, not not the best time to go drop 500 bucks for me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it didn't feel like, eh, no big deal. Yeah. But it's like it, it's got enough potential. It's because he's and, been thinking golf clubs. Uh huh. Well, here's uh-huh. the thing. Uh huh. <laughs> if, if I end uh-huh. up selling it and then get five or six hundred dollars profit out of this, the golf clubs that'll get a lot take easier. care of. That'll take care of all them golf clubs I'm wanting to buy. <laughs> we did. <laughs> 
I'm torn there because I'm all so about capitalism and, 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 you know, doubling your money and stuff. But the swatch, the moon swatch really burned me because I see people, yeah. they were selling for like three and $4,000 on eBay. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you people. But I, I would do the like, same you thing. You could just go get a, if I had gotten a two, real yeah, <laughs> if I had gotten two moon swatches on the day that they were released, I would be selling one on eBay right now. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things. Like, I don't feel terrible about something like that if, the thing that I am in possession of is in high demand, and there's not many of them. Sure, like, yeah, I mean. Well, not only that, you didn't go into this with that intention. There are people like with PlayStation releases and things right. like oh, that. People, people will list those months before they have them on eBay, and it's like that one that you saw. Oh, yeah, I saw like, one that was already I'm selling going this. for $800, yeah. and it was selling the reservation. I mean, it, it, like, how would you? How do you even do that? Like, I, if somebody buys that, you that would just listing, probably do you get the you, reservation? That doesn't buy you the device. Yeah. I, mean, I guess he was just, it, he was just selling in, selling it with the guarantee of I will buy it when the reservation comes and through ship it and straight ship it to you, to you or whatever. Yeah, but that's I mean, an awful that, lot of trust yeah, for some weirdo on strange. eBay. Yeah, but people do that kind of stuff all the time. And yeah. I'm like, mm, mm. but this is an interesting device um, because of what's happening in the background and how it does yeah. apply to what is happening on uh, Chrome OS with with Borealis and, and Steam. Yeah. So like. You know, Gabe, I think, had just turned Steam back on on this uh, CX-9. It's For right now, it's the only device we have in the office that we can use uh, Borealis on. Um, yeah. It's only the Voltier board, right? And there's yes, not and even... it has to be a fanned Voltier board because right. we have the CX-5400. There's, there's, there's only five on the Oh, yeah. Five right. or six, yeah. But it's a i5, but it's not fanned. And we tried it, and it specifically says this hardware is not supported because it yep. does a hardware check when you do that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's only specific devices. It's only a few. And that th obviously, you know, uh, we, we talked about that in the video that we put out this week. Just yep walking through basically we realized we've shown this we've shown borealis and we in the initial like news that it's available in alpha you know gabe put the steps in there i literally copied those steps in yeah. the video like that's what i was going off of uh so it's not like we didn't have the information out there but we hadn't packaged it in a clean like if someone's looking for how to do this yeah. here it is yeah go follow um, these steps you know we're learning the worth and the value of having that stuff out there on the internet at this point now like even if we talk about how to do something in some other post that's obscured by the title and everything, it's worth having another post that's just that thing that's more evergreen so people can come yeah. find it. And, yeah. and it just it's helpful. It's easier if they search in the search bar, exactly. like how to do this. Boom, here it is. Uh, and then there's our YouTube audience that um, if you're watching this here, uh, if you happen to be watching this and you don't realize we have a YouTube channel, that's kind of where all of this started. Yep. Um, Chrome Unboxed. Uh, our YouTube.com forward slash Chrome Unboxed is the YouTube channel. And a lot of people that watch those videos never get, either don't know about the website or just don't don't frequent yeah, our website. Yeah, they're just not readers of that sort of or consuming consuming that sort of content. They get their information from YouTube, right? Yeah, and so uh, we try to think about that stuff too. And yep. so we wanted to create a how to uh, to go along with our gameplay uh, video that we did. So we went ahead and made that, and you know, when discovered a, a pretty cool new shot. Yeah, that we've yeah. started using. Really enjoyed that. Uh, kind of like a you're looking like, at the, uh, this camera's close enough. Yeah, you know, like you're over there and I'm talking to you and I'm doing the thing. And then know? screen recording. We we figured the out recorder. the built-in uh, uh, screen recording is working now. Yeah, it was having we, weird drop frames for a long time and, with Chromebooks. And some of that could have been when we did that last one. I can't remember the process we went through on that one because it does a it does a a, a WebM right or is it WebM that it's doing? Yeah, it does WebM. And so. 
when we convert when we converted that to MP4 last time, we could have done the conversion wrong, maybe. But in Handbrake, we use a, a right. piece of software to convert it and got it all working this time. But it just seems like it's a little bit more stable in general now. Yeah, I mean they've been continually working yeah. on it, making it better. So yeah, we're using that in that in that video yeah, to kind of. It feels more conversational. Yeah. It feels less like you're looking over my shoulder. It's like we're having a conversation. I'm walking yeah. you through. So it's fun. Anywho, uh, did enjoy that. Go check it out. Uh, but yeah, so that video is up, and and it kind of walks you through the process of getting Steve going on this. But the real story behind all of this and what connects this to that is the fact that both of these devices are running Steam in in a Linux environment. Is that right. Fair? Yeah. So uh, to say. Yeah. So they're both the uh, the Steam Deck is built off of Arch Linux. So it's not Steam OS. That was kind of a separate thing, but it's it's Steam that's built on Arch Linux. And then the container, and I did not know this, we didn't know this until just recently when they actually f- officially announced this, it's running an Arch Linux container. So the container... Oh, on Chrome OS. Yeah, so the okay. Steam that's running on Chrome OS is built on Arch Linux, not Debian like the Crostini container. So they are, while there's a lot of similarities on how they applied a lot of the stuff, they are two separate, completely separate entities. Hmm. Matter of fact, you don't even have to have Crostini turned on to have Steam up and running. Oh, just interesting. Just yeah. because, I know, again, I'm, I'm trying to be cognizant of the fact that there's probably a lot of people watching that, again, don't read the site and probably haven't watched videos. Yeah. Can you explain... Crostini, uh, what that is, and then what Debian and Arch Linux okay. mean. Yeah, so Crostini is the Linux environment on Chrome OS. It's been out for a couple of years now. It's been out of beta for a little less than a year. It's just the ability to enable a container. So it's it's just can look at it like a box that's on your operating system that another operating system is running inside of. There's some virtualization going on. There's a container technology. It's uh, it's able to use the bare metal hardware of your device, but it's still sandboxed, which means safe and separate from Chrome OS. So it's completely mm. secure. They uh, they can communicate with each other, but they are separate from each other. So the container that runs Linux uh, is Debian, which is Linux um, Debian Buster. Buster, yeah, yeah, Buster. yeah. So it's Debian Buster. 11. Debian's one of uh, a popular Linux distribution. Arch is uh, also a very popular one. It's a little bit more for uh, a lot of people will joke and say Debian is like uh, is like the Lego or whatever. I think I can't think that's what Luke said. It's like the Lego of Linux because it's it's just, I don't want to say it's super simple, but it's super simple to use. It's really user friendly. Arch Linux lends itself more towards developers. You know, mm-hmm. you have to know your way around the terminal and things like that. Um, so Arch Linux is what Steam is built on. The Steam Deck is running on, and it's what the container is running on in um, Steam on Chrome OS. So. Which is interesting, because you said that the other day, and I don't think I'd put together that that was running Arch Linux. Yes. So, um, and again, Linux is the <coughs> kernel, and then you have these <coughs> these different distributions mm-hmm. that are these different like flavors of Linux, basically. Yeah. And then you even have desktop environments uh, that that are different so you can have a different desktop environment on top of a different distribution uh, most people are probably most familiar with like ubuntu or ubuntu or however you pronounce it uh, that was the most popular one for a long time it's the only one i knew about yeah or even had yeah and anyone most of the known. people that ever used um um Crouton, probably, you know familiar yeah. with uh, what was, was the other there was another one that a lot of people were si- uh, dual booting with their chromebooks uh, gallium Gallium, but there was one that started. It was a specific version of Linux that started with an L. Um, 
I don't know. I have to think of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there there are so many so many different Linux distributions. We've done some videos on how to install certain types of uh, desktop environments because that's one of the cool things about Linux. It's 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 not necessarily developer focused, but it's so flexible that general consumers don't won't won't like it because it's not cut and dry. Right. You do kind of have to, but I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much because it reminds me of the old days of like Palm uh, Web OS where you can right. kind of customize everything about your phone. I mean, you can have, you could be running Ubuntu, you know, 20, but your desktop and all of your applications and stuff could be completely different than someone else running the same version of Ubuntu yeah. because you're using a different desktop environment and this and different uh, yeah, it's, file it's explorers wild. and all the package managers and all that. It's it's really cool to me, but uh, that's one of those things that there's a there's a learning curve there, you know. And and so that everybody's clear too, like Chrome OS is uh, technically speaking a Linux distribution. It's very custom, very. Uh, Chrome OS itself is closed down. We talk about Chromium OS being open source, but Chrome OS, once Google puts its stamp of approval mm-hmm. on it, is is a closed right. uh, ecosystem. And so, um, you know, you've got technically Chrome OS is is a Linux distribution per se. Yeah. Um, and I, it's it's very to say that's very technical. It's not like other Linux distributions, um, but because of that, it's running on the Linux kernel, and that also makes all of what we're talking about way yeah. easier to happen here. It's not not some so it's uh, Chrome, wild Chrome OS. Is it still built off of Gentoo? Is that right? I don't know. But but, but but the cool part is now you're talking, I, until you said this in here, it's not just they're all running Linux yeah. at the kernel level. They're now these these game parts, the Steam parts, are running Arch Linux. They're running the same distribution of Linux. So that even doubles up the fact that anything that happens good with this device, this this Steam Deck thing, anything that happens good is going to mean good things happen for Chrome OS as well. And, and it, you know, the we, Steam we, on Chrome OS. Yeah, we've talked about like the the announcement and how it, you know, it's taken a while for these to 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 start shipping, and obviously, I'm sure they're still dealing with a lot of uh, production issues because of the pandemic. Um, but as more and more people get them in hand and start actually playing games and everything there'll be more and more data that they'll be able to, oh, yeah. to yeah, use more and, bugs and adjust. will get worked out exactly and yeah. that's and that's a beautiful thing about it with them being built in a similar similar fashion on top of arch linux any updates to the linux kernel 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 spell that one spell that one andrew kernel it's a kernel chronicle the kernel portal kernel yeah kernel kernel yeah any updates to the Linux kernel that pertain directly to Arch Linux and Steam and and all of that will will all it'll all make its way to this right. because uh, uh and we haven't written this up yet but the Chrome OS dev website they have started they published an article not a not a kernel an uh-huh. article article uh, chronicle it was chronicle. last chronicle. week and it was the first of what's supposed to be an ongoing blog series about how they have developed Steam on Chrome OS uh, but they clearly said that this container is going to update yeah. independently of Chrome OS and independently so of cool. everything else. So anytime that there's something updated with Arch Linux or Steam or whatever, they can push it immediately to the container. And I don't Which even awesome. know that. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to require anything on. It'll probably just be an update to the Steam package that's running on there. So, so you won't yeah, have to. Every time you launch Steam, it checks. It extracts so it's and it checks for updates. Yep. That would be my guess. Um, and so like, 
we, we kind of have circled around this already, but we haven't necessarily said it, that the key to all of this being any of any worth at all to anybody trying it is this compatibility layer. And we've talked about it on this podcast before, but with this, you know, going to be in the office hopefully in a few days uh, and Steam on Chrome OS having a video out about that. It's worth talking about this probably at least for a couple minutes again. And that's this this thing called Proton that, that Steam has been working on for years, five years at yeah. least at this point. I remember when they first announced it and we were still running Steam and Crouton, which is this like side-loaded, weird, bracketed-on Linux thing that you could yeah. do with Chromebooks. I mean, I was using it way it's back essentially when. essentially running an extension inside of Chromebooks. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, it's really weird. But it was well done. Like They yeah. figured it out pretty yeah. well by the end. And uh, back when I decided I'm, I'm going to work from a Chromebook regardless, I'm going to make this work, <clears throat> I needed Crouton at that time because it allowed Inkscape, me to get you know? Inkscape yeah. working, which yeah, allowed me that. to do my job. And so... Uh, it was good enough to get that done at the time. And so, you know, Linux on Chromebooks has been a thing that people have been messing with for a long time. Well, in the same time, you know, you've got Steam now going, okay, clearly Linux gaming is not going to take off because they are, because of all that customization, all those distributions, all the options and optimizations and all that stuff yeah. that Linux has, it's so widespread. Like it's too dispersed. Yeah, there's yeah. no. it's not like Android where there's a parent OS. There's no parent Linux distribution. There's Linux, the Linux kernel, but then there's, I mean, there are hundreds. In a hundred different ways. I, yeah, I've tried installing so many different, but, but I think to Robbie's point here is that you said you can't see this, what I'm pointing at right <laughs> no, now? Okay. No. It's, anyway. it's probably cut off right in the middle, it's if picture, I had to guess. <laughs> it's a picture of the Steam Deck. Yeah. Okay? It's huge. It's right there. Yeah. Zo zoom it in and pull it down, there Robbie. So, there you go. So We're just going to keep pointing at it. and everyone, <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, Valve has it. hinged the success of this device Perfect. <laughs> on. Yeah, Perfect. They've hinged the success of this device on. Windows games, PC games, running properly on a Linux handheld right, and that's PC. that's the magic sauce. Really, I mean, I'm okay. That's not fair. I don't want to take away from like Borealis on Chromebooks. Like, yeah. that's insane. What yeah. to make it that happen but, to begin with? But, but if you don't all have games, the, right, all of that effort is pointless. Right. Yeah. If the you know of the fifty thousand games that are out there, that I I have no idea, but I would guess. <laughs> It's probably less than a thousand of them are uh, Steam Linux. Uh, what oh. is, it? is it Play on Linux or what? What's the little logo? Play on Steam. I don't oh, know. Steam Play. Steam, Steam Play. play. Yeah. So there's a logo for them that means, hey, this works on Linux too. Most developers don't do that, um, and they they know their their market, their target market's Windows, and so developers make Steam games or get their games and they put them on Steam's market and they have them there for Windows PC players. Yeah. Um, it's just where the market's gone, and there's no controlling that. But Steam, for whatever reason, you know, Valve decided. Valve's who you know runs, maintains, own Steam. Valve just decided like it's very important that Steam gaming not die, not just you know go away. And um, you know, to that end, kept working and working on working on Proton, which is this wild compatibility layer that allows Windows executable files games to run basically as if they are native Linux, uh, whatever a Linux executable would be. Package. It could be a couple of different things depending yeah. on the flavor. We'll find the episode that we had uh, where we had Luke on. And, yeah. we can, and, and he was talking about if you really want to get into the details of some of this of stuff. how this is happening. But it's, it's, and it's they've been, they've been working bonkers. on it for, for a long time. And 
you know, the writing kind of became on the wall when this, you know, when the Steam Deck came out, uh, and then you know we knew Borealis was coming. It's like, okay, you can kind of start seeing these pieces yeah. coming together. What we didn't really understand was how well they thought Proton was actually going to work. Because anytime we tried it, we were doing it in Crouton or in Christini on a Chromebook, yeah. and it's like adding eh, an extra adding layer multiple layers or two that are yeah. not optimized. You know, it's like, eh, I don't know if this is working or not, and we don't have a just plain Linux device sitting around that we tried it on. So I, I just always was like, hmm, this may or may not ever work. It's always going to be janky. But then came the Apple M1 chip and their Rosetta 2 uh, conversion layer, basically, that, that exists. And and as well as we saw, we've seen that run in yep. person. Um, I mean, this, right, at, right at first, Final Cut was running through there. Right. We're running our yeah. editing software through a compatibility layer. Uh, you know, and it's, it's it's bonkers what they can do with these things now and so you know that started making me think they might pull this out yeah. like this might be great and so as the numbers kept coming up of hey this works on x percent of windows games it's what 99 it's close to 99 like which... they what they wanted 100 percent. they wanted to yeah. say it doesn't matter you don't have to write your game to work for linux you don't need yeah, that. and the ones Our that don't are either do they're either dead platforms that no one's playing or the developer just really doesn't care you were close 977 linux titles on steam out of 50 Quite 50 plus thousand yeah so that, that just tells wow. you like Linux gaming was not in a good spot. Yeah. Um, and they realized it. And so this Proton thing, um, from what we've seen, the only the only use I've had with it, obviously, is uh, on Borealis. And right. Borealis is working through its own issues. And some of the games I've played using Borealis, Proton, all that kind of stuff, are exceptionally good for using it on a device that doesn't even have a, G, like a, a discrete GPU. And so I've been really impressed with it. I feel like it's going to be to the nth degree better right now on the Steam Deck because, you know, it's not having to deal with Borealis. Like, it is just Linux doing Proton. Now, this Chromebooks will be Borealis as a container, you know, doing Proton stuff to get the game to run. But I think anything they get... Make, anything that makes Proton better on the Steam Deck is going to make Proton work better on the Chromebook. Yeah. So that's really win-win. Awesome. Win. Yeah. And and as soon as this, you know, it's it's still in alpha right now. So we're we're still well, yes, yeah, so Borealis is super we're, early. We're still early on Chromebooks, but we've talked about it before on this show, and I think we've probably written about this. When when this rolls out, think of how many people, how how many how many Chromebooks are out there when they roll it out fully, yeah. that are instantly going to be able to access yep. and play games yeah. through Steam. Yeah. You know, it's going to become a massive massive platform well, of, and even of even Chromebooks like options. this one here that this is not built for gaming. This isn't going to be targeting any gaming people. Yeah, you're not going to play the the highest end games on this, but you can play some pretty decent right. stuff the, on and this. And that's what I was just thinking and, and I just want to make a correction here. I just filtered on the Steam store. It's actually 3500 games, but 3500 is a small it's a drop. It's not even of 50,000. Yeah. So uh, but this will run. It was funny because I was playing Portal earlier, and because I, I hadn't played it since we installed Steam on this newer device, and it wasn't running really well. But I forgot I had not turned anything on. None of the graphics were set right, oh, and yeah. all it said. And then the, uh, uh, Proton or yeah, Proton wasn't installed. So is it when it's a Linux game though? Isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Portal yeah, sure. is, Portal is, is Proton me, uh, is Proton uh, turned on? Uh, by default right now so if someone does have a nope. compatible device no, you have to install proton experimental and then you have to enable steam play in right. the settings so yeah uh it does say 
Yeah, that's Linux Steam OS right there. So, yeah, I I don't know, but I didn't have anything any of the the graphics or anything drawn. But anyways, my point was is that a lot of games on here are playing just fine. We played Day of Defeat and stuff, and they ran really well. I've often said that you know you're not going to be able to play you know like your top high end games, but looking at where Iris XE Graphics is going and where Twelfth Gen Alder Lake is going very well might be able to play any game that's... Now, yeah. that's not to say you're going to play it like you would on the Razer Blade right. 14 that we were just looking at that has a 3080 in it and yeah. a Ryzen 9. But it'll be able to... it casual, it. Casually competitive gaming, which is what we are. That's right. what we do. We're competitive, but we're casual gamers. You know, I mean... Yeah. I think I think 12th Gen Intel is going to be able to handle it. Well, remember when they announced Iris XE graphics for the 11th gen chips remember they i think it's battlefield 4 I yeah that's what they showed running it at medium to high settings 30 frames you know and it looked great and i remember us being like that's a built-in that's like the included gpu holy crap and alder lakes so the 12th gen intel chips apparently takes gpu to another level too right. so it's a it's another big step for integrated graphics right and so yeah i mean that and i think that's why the the testing is so limited right now sure yeah. Um. I, the the target audience, the target Chromebook for Borealis is going to be Alder Lake. Yeah. Like the twelfth yeah, gen Intel just stuff for those to roll out. Yeah. yeah. And you know we should be seeing some of those starting to start trickling in uh, May June, uh, and then throughout obviously the rest of the year. Sure. But there's a bunch of them. You know, there's a bunch of them on the list that we're looking out for. Quite a few more than the Voltier eleventh uh, gen baseboard, and way more than what we had with tenth gen uh, Chromebooks. Yeah. And so. It, there's going to be a bunch of them. So there's going to be, my guess is the reason we're seeing all of those is you're going to get companies that will make their Chromebook and then they're going to make a gaming focused one. Like we don't have any Intel on that for sure, but it only makes sense. I mean, all of these, it's it's like car manufacturers all have their like premium brand. Yeah. Like every one of these PC makers has a gaming brand. I mean, HP has Omen, uh, Acer has Predator, Asus Legion. has ROG, Lenovo has Legion, Legion, you know, like they all have that brand. So it would make sense, even if you just regurgitate the exact same Chromebook with that branding and that style, and, you know, maybe put a GPU in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you don't yeah. have to, that's the thing for this, they don't have to put a 3080, you know, top of the line NVIDIA GPU in it. Sure. They could, they could have an option for that. Uh, but, you know, a, a year old or two year old graphics card, I mean, the heck, the, what I, what I say I've gotten that thing um 30 60 50 60 60 probably um, which is not you know, that old I mean no, it's like so, a year yeah. year old or something like that and that thing like you know my my PC that runs our, the golf simulator chews through I turn everything up to ultra and and walk away don't have to think about it um you know something like that they don't have to have the latest greatest right. thing in there because there's going to be some time that it's going to take for people to warm up to the idea that oh I'm going to buy this to play games on right. um because the, the inherent limitation is still there that, yes, you can play Steam games and you're going to be able to play hopefully any Steam game, but you're not going to be able to play anything outside of that. So if you buy it and you want to play Fortnite on it. Yeah. Until Epic says, yeah, we want to create a container for the Epic store and Epic stuff. That's well, just not going to be What sort of streaming platform for Fortnite? I don't it think it shows it's you anywhere. how much I know about Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can play GeForce now. You play on GeForce now, but GeForce now basically loads up the Epic Store right. uh, in that that host computer you're connected to. So, um, yeah, I don't, 
it's not on Steam, obviously, and right. they'd have to change that. But they're they're really trying to make push the Epic Store. What sort of what sort of triple uh, what are they triple A games? Triple A games are 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 on Steam, like oh, popular God. titles oh, that people yeah. would know. I mean, like, what's um, the newest one we were talking about? Uh, Elder Elden Ring is on there. Uh, yeah, right? Elden Elden Elden. Yeah, Elden, Elden. Elden. Yeah, so Elden that's Ring. On there. Elder Scrolls, Elden Rings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Um, I don't know. You've heard talk about it. It's all yeah. there. I don't know any other yeah. big games. This show, this, That's all I know. This, this tells you how much I know about gaming. <laughs> seriously, PUBG, PUBG's on there. Apex Legends is on there. Okay. Uh, are the the Call of Duties? Yeah. Are they on there or not? I, think I don't they know. Are. <laughs> I think Call of Duty's on there. Let's see. Got, Andy's got something. It's an, oh yeah, they're all on here, man. Okay. Yeah. What's the newest oh, right. one? Warzone. GeForce now pulled them out because yeah, Warzone's the the uh, battle royale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. People seem to like it. Yeah, yeah. And there's all these games I haven't played that I'm like, I'll try this, well, you know. And so totally, it's, dude. again, I don't want to undermine or say that Steam gaming is like, oh, it's a little bit. It's not like the days. It, this feels like more like, I don't know, six years ago. If you're like, well, you don't have everything, but you got Netflix. People be like, oh, okay, that's got most of what I want. Mm-hmm. And now the streamings, uh, the streaming providers have split in you know every different direction. Now you can't, one of them's just not enough anymore. Right. Um, we're not at that point. But that feels like where the gaming industry is trying to go. Like now that you have the Epic Store over here, and you have Activision has their thing over here, and then you've got EA's got their thing over there, and it's like most of them still play nice with Steam because they realize that's where gamers are. There's all, so many gamers. I have no idea what the population of the Steam community is, but it's what did we look up? That Fifty millions something. Right? No, it was a hundred twenty active installs. Only we had a way yeah. to know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's 120 active users uh, in 2020. Yeah, 120 million people. So yeah, only someone with the uh, grandiose mentality of Epic would decide not to be a part. Yeah, of yeah. Steam. nah, we're good. Yeah, because I mean, Steam. I'm looking we're at Steam enough. right here. You have Red Dead Redemption, which a lot of the, oddly enough, a lot of these are on Stadia. But uh, Resident Evil Village is on there. Cyberbunk. 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 Man, I am done. Cyberbunk. What was, Cyberpunk. What was the other all you word? do is you just go in there and, and just you load up the game and you take a nap. <laughs> I don't it's remember what Cyberpunk. the other but one it's in, was. But it's in, but it's in 24 <laughs> article or whatever. Chronicle. Uh, Chronicers. Chronicle. What was the word from Chronicle. earlier? Carnicle, <laughs> Carnicle. That's what it was. Carnicles. I Kernicles. feel a pop up on the screen yeah. happening yeah. right there. We're actually so. going to start a, a new game: the Chronicles yeah. of Colonel Carnicle. <laughs> Stardew Valley's on there. Yeah, uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean yeah. Metro Rita or Metro Exodus, Halo Ooh, Infinite. They're all. On, I mean, they have yeah. all the big. Yeah, it's Grand and, Theft Auto on here. And again, it's you got to think like these. Most of these game developers and these development houses. They, why wouldn't you want your stuff on here? Because you still buy it. It's not like you sign up for Steam and, yeah, this and you is, get to play all these games. Yeah, it's for, not yeah. like a subscription where you get a little bit of everything. You buying your game. I mean, yeah, it's and, no different than buying a digital copy on Xbox or buying a physical copy for your whatever. It's the same thing. It's just it's that you now can use Steam as your spot where you connect to other players. You can chat with Steam. You can know that if I'm in here and there's other people that play on Steam... We don't have to worry about compatibility issues. Right, because here's the deal. If I have a Windows PC, and then I have a Chromebook, and then I have a Steam Deck, and, and a I Mac. can Steam and Mac, I can play Steam, Steam anywhere, right. and I know that I can access that game that I have anywhere, and I know it's going to run well anywhere. And you know huh. that the same people that you yeah. jump in to play with are going to still be there. Like It's not like, oh, no, those are the Mac Steam people. It's probably there. not going to run well, but I think Steam will play on that Atari I have in there. Pretty sure it will. Oh, yeah. Let's try it. Okay. 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Make a video about I mean, it. It's Linux, right? Yeah, but you can also dual boot. I think you can actually run Steam OS on a dual boot. Yeah, we should do. Situation. We should do that, and then crank on all the Proton stuff and see what happens. Yeah, like, let's do it. And like, I mean, we can we can mess with some Steam because that also that got me thinking. You know, we we're talking about uh, dedicated graphics cards or whatever, and you know, MediaTek was tinkering around with Nvidia with their ARM chips and Nvidia GPUs. That's the cool thing about this container technology is that it's not limited to the CPU that it's running on. Now, there are some workarounds that have to be done, but the container can actually be an x86, whatever, i386 container. They just have to have the bits and pieces there. Theoretically, this should be able to run on an ARM Chromebook with a dedicated GPU if Google would allow it. Yeah. Because all it's doing is leveraging the GPU. The CPU, mo- most gamers know that if you have a... Yeah, a more powerful CPU is better, but it really boils down to the GPU and the RAM. It's yeah, the CPU is just kind of there doing some thinking. It's not; it doesn't have mo- these i5s. The i5s will be totally fine for Steam. Yeah, 100%. with a with a big a yeah, big sixteen fat gigs of RAM and a good GPU, totally fine. Yeah, so. yeah. So exciting stuff. Obviously, um, there's a lot of layers to all of this. <laughs> As we are yeah. sitting here talking about it, you start realizing the layers that are here and. Over time, hopefully, it, it will just be a thing where when you buy your Chromebook, you can go to settings, yeah, go to settings on Steam and, and turn on Steam. I'd my, love to my, see his timeline of the the Steam Deck and then where Google came into play and mm-hmm. how all of those and how how when Google said, hey, we see what you're doing with that. We'd like to do it with Chrome OS. At what point did those two, those two projects kind of right. converge yeah. and say, hey, let's develop these side by side because all they're going to do is benefit each other. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll definitely make sure to link our interview with Ayin Valdez from Google, uh, who's a developer advocate, run, runs the developer advocate yeah. program, I believe. And um, and yeah, his like towards the end of the conversation, we, we talked a little bit about Steam and it, it was just a fun conversation. So we'll definitely make sure to link that as well. Um, but I think that's it on, on Steam Deck. We're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we've got some other stuff to chat about. So stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unboxed. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unboxed or click the link down in the show notes. Alrighty, welcome back everyone. So uh, I wanted to include this just because uh, we, we made a thumbnail for a video that's fantastic. <laughs> It really is. It was a joke. Let me rephrase that. Andrew and you made a thumbnail for a video that is fantastic. All I did was 
look at it and say that looks I great. Say, he didn't do I didn't anything. do much at all. I which did. Is, which is awesome. It's working. <laughs> it's all working. Um, so we have an article uh, that our staff writer uh, Joanna wrote um, about how to enable flags on your Chromebook. And it's one of those articles that has just continued to get page views, and people are clearly interested in that. Mm. And we realized we've done these videos talking about hidden features, talking about uh, new things in, in Chrome OS, whatever version that you can go try out. And we always mention, oh, hey, here's the flags page, but we right. never really exactly explain what it yeah. is. Right. We, don't, we don't go through the exact steps of how to turn them on, how to turn them off. What what is uh, should you leave it on default? Should you disable it? Like what 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 am I? How am I supposed to do this? So we made a video about it and uh, kind of uh, kind of inspired because of the Steam how to video because we did that shot right. and the shot looked so cool and we were like hey we need another video for this week we're working on um, a review of a device which we're going to talk about here in a second um, but we're like let's film something else maybe uh, on that kind of how to setup with that shot and and film this this video and the thumbnail is fantastic where where so, did um, you end up where did you get the the supplies give, yeah, give so, them a yeah, quick let's do the backstory because give them a quick a cool rundown story. of yeah. this of this thumbnail how it came together well we were just talking about how it is experimental and we were joking oh it'd be cool if there was a lab coat and goggles and stuff and, and i was like well i mean i can get that my dad's a chemistry teacher we can absolutely get this and literally two hours later, he dropped stuff off at the office. Yeah, it's great. So we have some, uh, uh, we have a couple, um, uh, what are the, oh man, what are the main little Beakers. flasks? They're it, called something. The Erlemeyer flasks. Erlemeyer, thank you. Yep. Yeah, my brother I, I and I use them for. Are, are that <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did, yeah, You'll there's one. You'll only see the small part one, yeah. at the bottom uh, uh, here on camera, but wow. you know, we'll flash it up. I'm sure Andrew will include it. Yeah, it's just, it's just so great. It's so, so great. Mm. Um, so silly. So one of our one of our wonderful patrons, I want to give him a shout out, Phil Wood. He is uh, I don't I don't know what all he does, but he is a a um, radio personality in Calgary for News Calgary City News Calgary, which yeah. they're obviously very large. They have eighty six thousand Twitter followers, but yeah. he's on the radio there. He tweeted, "I got this notification while at work, and my coworkers <laughs> thought I was having a meltdown." <laughs> So we're like, <laughs> then it worked. I said, I commented back, said, yeah. you're welcome. Because it's all about, it's all about that, that eye popping, like popping yeah. eye catching. Yeah. You know, and, look, and this so. is, and this is something, something fun. Now that we have a, we have a creative producer, Andy Cam, Andrew, uh, that, that we can spend a little bit of time thinking about <clears> this stuff and, in and putting out some, some different thumbnails that in the past, you know, we were, we were just grinding to get content out, and and it was hard to kind of take a step back and think creatively about something, you know, like this coming together. I just love it. I think it's great. So we'll make sure to link it. and And it's a great video. I mean, if you just want to learn how to um, how to enable flags, why you should maybe right. enable flags, what exactly are they, that sort of thing, uh, definitely go check out the video. Um, so what else? Anything else on the flags you want to talk about? <laughs> No, I was just looking. No, at the we were tweet just talking about. I hadn't flags. seen it. I was yeah. like, oh. uh, so let's talk about the five fourteen. Ooh, uh, one thing I just I, I did look up a second ago. Yeah. Uh, as we were coming back from break, we were talking about. Uh, Andrew said, "You know, with the Steam Deck, will it flex?" And I was like, "I don't know. I think it's just for Windows stuff, but it's not the uh, the support page for their, uh, Chrome OS Flex. It's like admins can install Chrome OS Flex on Mac OS, Windows, or Linux. It runs Linux, so." 
It will flex. It will flex. We're going to make it flex. It will flex. Here's the cool part. We were talking about Get that. Get it I'm like, flex. <laughs> and it, Can't that, wait. That people have already dual booted like Windows and stuff on it. Oh, um, yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, it's I'm sure it's got a USB 3.0 port. Yeah. You know, a quick one. Um, you know, install flex on that thing. Can try it. Load it up. Try it out if it works. And you can partition a little part and, and dual boot. Um, you know, drop it on a on a thing under your uh, monitor and boot up Chrome OS and use it during the day and pop it off and it's your gaming machine at night. We're gonna try it. That's for sure. That'll be a fun experiment. Yep. I'll hand it to Gabe. Like, will you partition this? Have you yeah. all, Have you all seen the <laughs> Is It Cake show? Are you all into this? Is your it kids cake? into this? I, I only see it because Google thinks really thinks I want to watch it. Apparently, cake but do you know the concept? Show? You haven't heard of this? Oh, I feel like you all would be is into this. Is it cake? It's a Netflix. It's Netflix, right? Is it cake? Yeah, it's like a game show. It's like those people that make cake things that look exactly like real world yeah. things. And uh, they gotta I, guess like I see them on Instagram all the time. No, my kids. My kids don't watch that. Is it cake? Yeah. Is the name of the show? I have not watched it, but I Google, want to make a can Google of, clearly thinks I want. I want to. I want to make a can it oh, no. flex show. We'll make it for patrons. So it's like literally all they do is guess whether or not it's cake. Yeah, and then yeah, they try it. to cut it. I love yep. it. Yeah. Yep. If it cuts my open favorite one to this date is still the. Have you seen the dog one? No. Where the dog watches the what owner is, cut. It's so so it's the dog. It's like a what? It, what kind of dog is? It? It's a. Maybe it's a, the one with the droopy face. Yeah. Uh, um, was it like, like, like a basset hound? Oh, yeah. Droopy face. Yeah, so droopy like face dog. So anyways, the owner's cutting it, and you just see the real dog in the background. Like, oh my god, what is going? That's it funny. is so funny. We'll cut Horrifying, it in. but funny. We'll cut yeah, it in. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, we. We we have we have we have grandiose plans of doing uh we'll do like a little can it flex show, <laughs> like a game show. It's gonna be great. Uh, okay, let's talk. Uh, let's talk five fourteen. So it's sitting here in front here of be. us. Here it be. We are currently working on the review. We have filmed all of the A roll, which is like our main kind of talking headshot. And uh, Andy Cam's got that edited together, and we're working on our B roll, hoping maybe we can get it uh, all pulled together and get it out this weekend. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, but. For those of you listening to the podcast, it you probably a little, get a little sneak peek. Yeah, podcast will probably be out before that video, I would think, because uh, it should be out tomorrow. So, yeah, uh, three hundred ninety nine dollars. So that price informs a lot of stuff right yeah. off the top. It's on sale a little bit uh, at the Acer store, basically. I don't know that you can buy it anywhere else currently, um, uh, but that's that's a, clearly one of the the big selling points. And then the other is that it's the Companio eight twenty eight inside. Yeah, and to be fair, that's what intrigued me about it that's why we were all over acer like get us that one like you announced some other ones at ces sure. or whatever like we want that 828 uh device because we'd already gotten our hands on the 1380 the yep. mediatek companion 1380 and i was really happy with that device it's like a spin 713 but with a arm chip inside and but it was super pre-production um i wasn't seeing quite the battery life that i was expecting out of an arm chip this one changes that completely, but this one's you know is being sold, so it's they've tweaked all the battery stuff on it. Uh, it's getting that crazy, you know, Lenovo Duet Five battery life, like twelve, fourteen hours. Like I charge it once a week usually, and it's, I take it home wild. every day. I don't I don't go home and use my Chromebook for hours on end, but you know it's pop it you, open here yeah, and there, and on and off again. I use it all over the weekend. It's the only device I use. I I don't think I've charged it at home once. Uh, it charges really fast. I don't think I said that in the video. I was thinking about that today. Oh, um, about that yeah, like, also right. charges fast. Like the battery's long, but I plugged it in at my desk, so I have to unplug my Chromebook and plug this in or whatever I'm using at my desk. And 
you know, I went to go check it, and I felt like it had only charged it for like forty minutes or something. And it was full, and that that's a big deal. <laughs> that, like, that's awesome that nobody's really talking about because you know Chrome OS was already the lightweight cloud-based operating system, but since the pandemic and work from home and all that, people need device that's portable, always connected, long battery life. But what if you need to charge quickly? And I'm starting to see more devices in their press releases say. Quick hey, charge. you know, in 15 minutes, you get in, you know, two hours worth of use or whatever. That So that's a big deal. Uh, OnePlus has warp charge. Uh, somebody said to make something like a hypercharge. Yeah. Yeah. Just call it whatever. Uh, hyper super, should make that. Super duper hyper, charge. Hypercharge. Hyper. Yeah. It's the hyper hypercharge. Hyper hypercharge. <laughs> <laughs> Patent pending. This, <laughs> this Chromebook has hypercharge. Oh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, so the the battery is a, a big takeaway. It's really nice, but it's a thin and light device because it's ARM. So it's a you know MediaTek Companio eight twenty eight. Uh, you know, it's just a little under three pounds. So it's not like it's dainty or anything, but you know, for a fourteen inch Chromebook, it's plenty thin, plenty yeah. light, very portable. Um, it does have one of my favorite keyboards I've used on an Acer device. I don't tend to like Acer's keyboards, but this one is backlit, uh, pretty clicky. It's been nice to type on and stuff. I've I've actually uh, put together quite a few articles. On, on the weekend with it um and the trackpad is easily one of my favorite if not my favorite trackpad i've ever used in a, in a is that glass or is it ocean it's glass, glass. No, it's glass. gorilla glass and it's huge and the click mechanism is like perfect and yeah you know it may not be perfect on every one of these that comes off the the factory line but i mean this one is but well dialed yeah <laughs> I can't do that. But does it have I've never American used, I've key? I've never used this. I have accidentally triggered trick. her a couple times, but I've never See, used I think it. I, as much as I plug in numbers, I would probably use this. For, yeah. yeah, for number crunchers, yeah. this yeah. is absolutely... The people that don't want a 15.6 inch mm-hmm. or a 17.3 inch device, I this feel like is to me, brilliant. But I, this needs number, to be combined yeah, with I the... I need the tactile. This needs to be haptic. If this oh, were yeah. haptic, it would be per- if the HP Elite Dragonfly C twenty seven hundred fifteen whatever the number is, <laughs> had this. Yeah, right. I, I think that. But then I'm, I'm I'm the same way with my J and my uh, F keys. Having that little nub on there yeah. helps me find them oh, pretty sure, quickly. Yeah. Same thing with a numeric keypad on the five. There's always a little nub and that helps your like. You, yeah, I don't you, use that. You go from here and it's you know up to those here here and then down to those. Yeah. And so once you have that. And you find that home key, you can enter numbers without looking down. Um, and I got into doing that. Like mm-hmm. when I worked at Sprint, we had mm-hmm. to do all these number crunching yeah. things. So I got mm-hmm. really good on a number pad. But you need that home key. Yep. Um, and yeah, like you true. can orient yourself to this, you know. But it's if your hand moves a little bit, you're going to be punching yeah. right. Crazy that's because I, I just depend solely on muscle memory. I don't rest my finger on the five key when I'm using a calculator or whatever. It's just muscle memory. But you're right. If you get off, and since this doesn't have physical keys, <laughs> you're like, well, I just did I thirty minutes of huh. computations, and they're all wrong. Those numbers yeah. don't seem to add up. But, yeah. and, and it's like, well, it's just a convenience there. Well, it's not that much more convenient than reaching up and touching the keys. Like, <sighs> if it's not going to be something where you can quickly enter text or enter numbers. Now, if this were like a signature pad or something, that'd be kind of sorry. Yeah, but it's a fun <laughs> trick though. Yeah, it, it is. It looks neat. It is. Uh, but yeah, you get upward firing speakers that sound really good. Uh, they're not amazing. They're not Pixel Book Go speakers, but they're good. Yeah. Uh, they're solid speakers. Um, screens two hundred fifty nits. DTS Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. are Harman Kardon. Tuned. Harman Kardon yeah, right here, buddy. You know how garbage this sounds? <laughs> Tuned by DTS. Uh, but these, uh, uh, the the screen on it's 250 nits, but it's anti-glare touch. Um, and even under this pretty daunting light here, I mean, it looks looks really nice. Uh, since it doesn't have to 
deal with the light hitting it as much as it's anti-glare. Sure. It, yeah. it really makes the best. Not granted, it's cranked all the way, but it it it's comfortable to use uh, in most lighting conditions. And even at that cranked amount, it's not turned off since we've been sitting here. Uh, it wasn't even fully charged when we sat down. I still have seventy five percent battery. Yeah, I've been sitting here for probably an hour and a half or something. Yeah, on. Um, and you know, it's awesome. So the the screen didn't bother me at all. Like I would have thought it would almost be a detractor. It's it's been good. I'm not gonna say it's like great or amazing, but it's, uh, yeah, it's good. for a two as far as 250 nit screens go, it, it, it's really good because you yeah. all can't see it, but the heart of the sun is hanging above the table here, and it's <laughs> I mean it looks really good. Yeah, yeah it's not and it's it's a different thing. Like when you have a a, a regular glossy screen, 250 nits, like you're dealing with the glare of other yeah. stuff hitting it. And so your eyes see that and it detracts from like, this is just not distracting. It's so easy to look at and it's comfortable. It's just a clamshell. So there's no fun convertible stuff and it's a plastic surround around the, the screen. But again, you get an aluminum lid, so it helps make the whole thing firm. And even though it's all plastic on the bottom, it's, it's still relatively rigid. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of devices that feel really clunky with a plastic bottom. They feel un- <clears throat> like we were picking up uh, yeah. a Lenovo 15.6 inch flex and I picked it up and opened the, the top and it just felt like it wanted to go overboard because so the bottom top heavy. Yeah. I mean, and this one's a crazy. tad, but overall, like it just feels good. feels well balanced. It's thin. There's no fans. Uh, and then the, the performance of the 828 is, you know, it's right there with like Snapgen. Snap Gen. Snap Dragon Gen 2. Snap Gen 2. Snap Gen Dragon. Snappy 2. Kernicle 2. Kernicle 7. Snap Snap Gen. Snap Gen. The Lenovo Duet 5. Let's just yeah. go that route. Uh, so the Duet 5, it, it, I, I think the, the benchmarks are roughly on par. But, you know, once this thing's up and running and it doing its thing, I had no issue, you know, for virtual desk, all my windows open. Like I said, you know, when I, if I'm sitting at home writing, I'm going to have my tabs open and my stuff and music running and, you know, messaging and one window and all this kind of stuff. And so I didn't really have any, any issues there. And like using it sitting here, it's not like, Oh God, you know, come on, let's go buddy. Yeah. It, it's fine. And it gets great battery life. And so that makes it this like really portable workable device. That's super comfortable to use. It has great input methods, which help, um, good speakers for when you want to listen back to something or take a video call. I, it just shocked me how good of a Chromebook it is right. overall, like to yeah. use it because it's one that, other than the eight twenty eight, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. It's another Acer Chromebook. It doesn't. Yeah. The, there, there's, there's nothing, nothing on like, the <clears throat> spec sheet that pops ooh, out where you're like, you're like oh yes. man, I cannot wait to get this in. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's a Chromebook. But you said it in your review, and I think it's worth worth noting. You know, we for for so long there, we would get a new Chromebook and it would have that new thing. Oh my gosh, cannot wait to get this. You know, and, and there were there were those iterations that we were having. Right. And we've kind of gotten to a, a point where, you know, we you can go get a Chromebook that has most things you want for the sure. most part. And now you're starting to see devices like this, you know, $400, where it's like, all right, what corners did we cut? Right. How did we cut the corner? Yeah, Is how, can it, we, how can we wisely remove some stuff, yeah. get the price down, but still, still deliver a good But experience. still get this really awesome experience. And, and, and you know, I think we can go ahead and say, I, th- I think this is a device you'd recommend. Oh, 100%. Yeah, at the end of the video, it's like if you got 400 bucks and you're looking for a Chromebook that has these types of things. Like if you're not worried, if, if you're looking for a tablet or convertible, obviously this isn't a good idea. Right. It, it's not USI compatible. You're looking to use a pen, that's a terrible idea. Right. Yeah, you're going to you know, sit and write on the screen. It'd be weird. You, you don't want the best speakers on the market. There are better speakers. Um, but if you're just looking for a good Chromebook that's light, that you don't have to 
charge all the time yep. that it's super comfortable to type and use and every once in a while you want to reach up and use the touchscreen like yeah. again since it's a clamshell like this is super firm and sturdy does like, it fold 180 uh, i don't even know if it does 180 uh, yeah it looks like it yeah so, so it does 180 yeah, so i mean you're doing a presentation or whatever you want to pinch zoom and stuff like that that that's perfect yeah i mean that I've just been really happy with it. Like, it's just one of those ones I take home, and I'm like, cool, I yeah. like this device. It's a good size, too. Yeah, 14-inch Chromebooks are, good are really good for mobile productivity because yeah. it's big enough that I don't feel cramped uh, at any given time. And, you know, yeah, I wish they would, you know, make it 16 by 10. Like, 14-inch, 16 by yeah. 10 devices just like feel you, so much more roomy. you got the room. you got a big old bezel, and you, you don't need this room. big old bezel because you don't have a convertible exactly. hinge. There's no, yeah, there's no excuse. There's no hinges in there. And so I'm sure Acer looked at it and went, well, if we keep that, we have 100 million of these 16 by 9 screens around. Sure, sure. Uh, if we keep that that big old chin and, on there, again, we can make a big old trackpad. And it's, so about, like, and it's about cutting yeah. the right corners. It's like, hey, sure. it, it looks great. Yeah. And, you know, I think and it's uh, got that. It's got that Acer look to it. You know, it's mm-hmm. got the, the swoopy little edges on it and stuff. Like it looks like an Acer Chromebook. Like it's Ch- chamfered edges. Yeah, yeah there we go. Right little, little chamfered yeah, edges. Is aluminum. Nice. Uh, and again, if 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 it was aluminum on the bottom and on the keyboard, you know, the price probably goes up fifty bucks, seventy five bucks, or something yeah. like that. The weight goes up a little bit, and so it's you know, it's all uh, those ports. What what sort of ports are you working with? Eh, they're okay. Uh, C on both sides. They are. Th- USB 3.2, um, and then one USB-A headphone microphone, and that's okay. it. Um, there's no expandable storage, and this thing only comes in 64 gigs. Yeah, That seemed so like a weird, a weird miss. It was. Oh, we lost connection. Uh, no. You broke it. Uh, it does have kind of updated connectivity, though, right? So it's got Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth. Yeah, so Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5.4. Whatever they're on. Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. so I mean, cool. the, the connectivity is good. And, you know, to be completely fair, uh, I, I, I'd like to see a, a USB Type-C, or I'm sorry, a micro SD card slot on devices, especially if you're going to limit it. Yeah. They don't make this with anything more than 64 gigs. Um, it's kind of rough. I'd like to see that. Um, but I'll be honest, it's, A, it's not that hard to update your internal storage and pop the bottom off. Granted, you probably void your warranty by doing that. Or you go get one of those. We bought one for like 17 bucks. It's what? 128 gigs. Yeah, and like and it's the size of a Logitech dongle. Yeah, barely barely sticks out. It yeah. Put it in your you USB. Can still, a you can still you can still slide on. it into a laptop sleeve with yeah. it with it yeah. on there. You'll yeah. you'll forget it's there most of the time. And so, I you know I again I don't want to give too easy of a pass um, on stuff like this, um, but again I I've not run into any issues where I'm like oh man I'm really running out of storage here right. uh, because Chromebooks are Chromebooks you know save everything oh, wait. in Google Drive and. Let's see. Oh, uh, did, he, did you find uh, another uh, model? Yeah. So I've got 40 gigs available right now. Hold on That's here. new. It was not there the that other wasn't day. There. No. Uh, 1, 8, so 128. 128. Ooh. Full HD. Hit that by now. Oh, yeah. It's probably Is it going to show up yeah. anything? Uh-oh. Oh, is it on Amazon? Really? And it's cheaper than MSRP. Let's see. Article. We, we write it right it. now. Dun, dun, dun. Send that to something. JoJo or Michael. Tell them write it now. Right now. <laughs> Get it by the 27th. Sold from VCPI. Well, hmm. we'll definitely have that written up before you listen to this, so we'll yeah. make sure to link it. Eight gigs. So eight, eight, eight one twenty eight. One twenty eight. This device with one hundred twenty eight. Like we, I think we've got eight gigs on this one. I'm almost positive. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we can write this up, but I'm not going to send someone to this specific page as a third party seller. It has it listed as thirty two gigs of memory. This is. Uh, Mm, yeah, but the official the the 
landing page on Acer. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, what's... It is a model. Uh, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah don't, um, don't go buy that one just yet, <laughs> but yeah. it is a thing. Um, and, you know, great. again, like it's... The benefits here are battery life, yes, are portability, yeah. Yeah. input methods, and a, a better than expected screen. Because um, it's only 250 nits, right? I can't yeah, remember if we said I that just, or not. Yeah, yet. and I just was like, ugh, anti There you go. It's New Egg's garbage. got it for 470 yeah, there I mean that's only go. seventy bucks that more. Ain't, that's not bad at all. That's to, that's to get you to a storage mount that I feel like is way more comfortable. You don't have to think about it too much. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll yeah we'll at, we'll for sure have that on uh, Chrome Shop and yeah, because that that, that's the, the thing. I mean, a device that's there. clearly designed for the on-to-go person it needs that. I mean, I I think all Chromebooks should have a micro SD card slot, but if they're not, they should have at least one hundred twenty-eight gigs. Just yeah, yeah. hands down. Okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, this is one we will probably share. Uh, we will probably share this one out early to patrons as soon as we get it done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, shameless plug. Go check out our Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com forward slash Chrome Unboxed. Always a fun we, time. We share. We share. Um, uh, we try to do early access. So if we've got a kind of bigger video that's coming out, we'll share it there first, so you can get a kind of first look at it behind the scenes stuff. Some just fun, fun, fun perks. Our Discord is is awesome. I love our Discord. Yeah. We have fun. We have fun. Absolutely. We have fun. Um, okay, so let's switch gears. Let's talk about um, something that happened over, yeah, over the weekend, last weekend, um, with uh, with some confusion. Let's just say little little confusion around around uh, Smart Lock on Chrome OS. Yeah, um, and it's worth talking about just because there's there are still I'm I'm still seeing articles out there um, that are reporting on this as if it's still a thing and. It is not. Yeah, um, and it's. I thought about that the other day. I, I don't want to think like, oh, you know, are you all not reading our stuff? We're not some ginormous news outlet. But at the same time, I feel like most tech blogs at least look to us if they're trying to research any type of information. It yeah. feels like this article is getting published just as a regurgitation. No one's bothering to fact check anything, and they're just – they're writing it because they saw it, and it seems like a sensationalized thing. So they're like, "Oh, well, we need to write this because yeah, Google, Google's about. killing something that's yeah. usually called." And that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, so let's say so what it is. It looks like I'm yeah. starting to see some. Eh, some people are updating their thing, but yeah, yeah, that smart lock that has been around on Chromebooks for a long, long time uh, was being discontinued. And to be fair, you know, uh, Dinsan at Chrome Story wrote this up and looking at the commit initially that's what it looked like and i was like there's just no way that doesn't make any sense and we kept looking and kept digging and i didn't want to put out an article like we reached out to him and said hey look you know i we don't want to put out something that is trying to like you know make you look bad or anything like that we're actively researching trying to figure out what's going on here because i really don't feel like that's the case there's just no way that that makes any sense and um so we wanted to let him know that beforehand um, and we had found quite a few things that pointed to the fact that that probably wasn't the case, but we just didn't have like, there it is. Yeah, there's, concrete. there's, there's the concrete thing. It was a bunch of like, well, if you think about this and you look at that and you know, you add that to this, then it seems like, you know, like, and I don't want to write an article that's saying, Hey, this is probably wrong. Here's why. Um, uh, Kyle at nine to five, uh, Kyle Bradshaw was able to kind of piece it together right about the same time as, cause I just sometimes I forget in all this, like we have a really responsive Google rep. And so I was like, well, just ask him like, what, what's going on? And so he got back with us right about the same time Kyle had published his, his article kind of piecing all this stuff together. And it was like, 
I linked to Kyle's article because, you know, good job. You, yeah, did you some good research. This. Yep. But also, we just talked straight to Google, and Google said, no, that's not what's happening. Like, it's it's being replaced with uh, just a different version. So basically, mm-hmm. the, the ability to unlock your Chromebook and sign into your Chromebook both. So, like, say you, you turned the thing off and turned it back on, and you're not signed in anymore. Um, that used to be handled with smart lock and very poorly. Um, it, it generally didn't work and sometimes it did, but you know, you could open up a Chromebook and sometimes it'd be like, Hey, unlock your phone and you'd unlock it and you touch your profile and it just sit there. Yeah. For Um, me, more often than not, it was, I mean, I have a relatively long password. It was about halfway through my password. If it did come on, sometimes it doesn't come on at all, but it's like you sit there and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. And then you're like, Fine, I'll type my password, and you start t- t- typing. T- it's no, like, I'm hey, gonna, I'm going to turn it. green now. Like, uh, oh, okay, okay. and it was it's hit or miss on both the login and Chrome unlocking mm. stuff. It was just, it's always been kind of crummy. But in our Chrome OS ninety eight uh, video we did, we we showed like, hey, there's a flag for a revamped version of this, and it was working okay back then. It's working really well right now. You yeah. can turn it on even in stable, uh, and it's super fast. But they've removed the the whole login part of it so it's not looking for that anymore this is just an unlock feature so just like the fingerprint scanner would be on a chromebook like this cx9 if you have turned the thing off and you're logged out the fingerprint won't log you in Uh, you have to log in first and then you can start using biometric stuff to get in same thing on your android phone if you turn your android phone off and turn it back on you're going to put your pattern or your pin or something in first which i don't know how that's more secure than biometrics but whatever uh, that's how it works. Um, and so that's kind of generally the case with most things that have biometric support. And maybe that's, I don't know, in case you've been logged out, it keeps you, like if somebody's knocked you out, like they can't just log in with your fingerprint. They're going to have to know some personal information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perhaps that's why. I don't know. But that's what they're moving to with this. So just like the fingerprint does right now on Chromebooks, uh, you'll actually see the, if you watch that video, uh, Chrome OS 98, um, You'll you'll actually see the, the the thing in motion, and it's right there where the fingerprint scanner is. And so they'll be side by side if you have both, and if not, they'll you know it'll just be the you know unlock your phone. It works super fast. All they were getting rid of is the login feature. The the login to your Chromebook feature is going away, and so they're like, hey, we're getting rid of this feature. Therefore, get rid of all this stuff. And so it did read like they were getting rid of the smart lock feature. They're not. They're getting rid of the sign in part of the smart lock feature. And so. It was a little confusing. Yeah. And then, you know, it's so funny. Like, certain things will will go out, and it's like, people are like, eh, I don't know if that's true or not. And we've had this happen before, too, where we've put out news, and it was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to issue an update. And those articles, it just never seems to fail. You put something out, and you're like, oop, that wasn't right, and it just blows up yeah. yep, for no good reason. And, and that's kind of what happened with this one. Like, we haven't seen a story from Chrome Story kind of go decently viral in a little while, and that one did, and it... I hated it that you know we knew like that this isn't right. Right, you know, it's it's good. You're, everyone's gonna have to go back and update. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, see, you don't know what he's like talking about. Like the great like, safari debacle of 2020 or whenever that was. <laughs> yep. yeah, One sorry. of our most popular articles of the year. Yeah, that time was when Robbie told, told everybody that Safari is gonna be a Chromium browser. <laughs> it was a good fake though. The guy who, was, who corrected you? It was. Was it developers of the wasn't it? Or was it? Jeez, it came from a lot of places. Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> Robbie but, got flooded. Yeah. That was a poor professional day for me. <laughs> 
hey, you, you know, we've built this 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 website. People trust you. You and then yeah. you just lied to them. Just lied to. You just lied to them. Like that? To be Sometimes. fair, I, I lied to myself too. Sometimes <laughs> we make mistakes. Yeah. I I my first one I ever did. I reported that MediaTek was making a Chromebook. <laughs> oh my god, MediaTek that does not make laptops that. whatsoever. I forgot about that. Yeah, also, so. Qualcomm's going to make a couple. Yeah, I think Intel's going to make some too. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep, absolutely. What brand is that? Uh, Intel. Intel. Intel brand. You are in the hardware business. Nope. Yep. Or now, <laughs> Chromebook said so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's easy so. to see some of those yeah, things sometimes, and, 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 and just, it happens. And read it. I mean, and it, especially with that one, like I, because even though I knew, like, there's no way I kept reading it. Like, maybe, maybe they are yeah. getting rid of it. Right. It's Google, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they kill some, stuff all the time. Some weird thing they might do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? But uh, you know, it's good that at least you know we were able to dig in and and get the correct information out there. And yeah, everyone should check our website when they're writing about Chrome. They absolutely should. should. All of them. Come on, come on. All right, folks. I think that's it for today. We appreciate you all tuning in and listening and watching. And uh, we'll 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 be back next week. So we'll see you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.